This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. Another day, another cop call. There have been uh, arguments again at the home of Croy Behrman and Kim Zolciak. Arguments that got so explosive yesterday that it panicked one of their kids enough to call 911 and the cops came out again. Yeah, this is uh, becoming far too common now um, for neighbors, for Kim and Croy, and obviously for their kids. And I would imagine for the police as well, because um, why they came out there for this explosive argument, um, we understand that because that's happened a lot. <laughs> um, what we're trying to get to the bottom of is why this argument started, because earlier, and when I say earlier, I mean a couple of hours before this argument, the whole family was out and it seemed like everything was fine. They went to a, went for a little coffee run um, and... Everyone seemed to be getting along just fine. But obviously they got back to the house after this. Um, they ran some errands and they went, got back to the house. And then this explosive argument starts um, and was clearly so, uh, so bad that one of their kids said enough is enough. The psychology, and, the psychology of this, the psychology of this is not surprising to me that there are relationships where you know, it, it, there are huge highs and then huge lows, and it, life kind of undulates in a relationship. And it just seems like that's what's going on with them. He files for divorce, and then they celebrate their 12th wedding anniversary. Right. So it is just going like this with them, and it just seems... Which maybe it would be fine if it was just the two of them in the house. But there are, four, there are kids. But their kids are there. And, 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 and also, I mean, look, you've got a situation where anything seems to trigger... Not a discussion, not even an argument, but an explosion. Right. And that's what happened again. And, and guys, the people that I've spoken to this morning, close to them, uh, keep leaning on the fact that this isn't really anything new. We are seeing this go in circles. Things that they're fighting about at the house are Kim's gambling problem, which obviously bothers Croy because they both are going through a major financial situation right now. They're in debt. They owe a ton of money. They're going through multiple lawsuits. And then you also have the fact that, um, you know, they're working through these the, this marriage. They're trying to make it work. Well, We've seen working that. through the marriage or working on the divorce? Yeah, which one? Well, it depends which on the is, day. It depends yeah. on the day. Right. And, and more recently, I've been told that they're trying to work on the marriage, and then these things happen where they one of them blows up at the other one, and it's usually over the financial problems, which we've reported on in the past. That is a big, a big issue here. So... You know, it is like what I've said over and over again. But, you know, it's Brendan, day and night. What's different this time, and I know that the, what I understand what you're saying, the people you're talking to are saying this is nothing new. What is new here is that clearly the kids are now concerned about it. And yes, there have been a lot of arguments before, and the police have been there, but we've never heard about the kids actually being 
having any involvement in any of those Well, they situations. hear it. I mean, the kids have always heard it. They've probably always heard it, but they've never, as far as we know, as they've never been know. the ones who've called the police. So for the kids, for it to get to a level where the kids are the one, one of the kids are, the, are calling the police, that's different. And, and that's where I think a judge, and we already know the judge did come, step in and say they have to live in separate rooms in the house. Right. But now, and this, by the way, is the divorce judge we're talking about. Right. But now, when clearly the kids are being impacted, well, I don't this know is that where, they're, but I don't even know that they're living in different rooms now. I mean, one day they're together, one day they're celebrating an anniversary, and the next day the cops are coming. By the way, in terms of the cops, um, four cops came out to the house this time, and you had said you wondered if the cops had enough of it. Yeah. Our information is they have. I mean, think about it. They have been to this house multiple, multiple, multiple times. They know the whole story. And it is just, it saps resources. And it's also exhausting for them. I mean, what do they do? You know, you try to break it up, which they did. And um, I just think it's time for the judge to take some further action. Because if for no, if for no for other reason kids. but for the sake of the kids, yeah. for the welfare of the kids, because whatever's happening in the house is not good for them. Hi, this is Shane from California. So, you know, these two need to get it together. These kids are 10 to 12 years old and they have no business living in that environment. It's so volatile there that one of these parents needs to step up and remove themselves from that house so those kids can have a healthy environment. If not, I, I foresee CPS getting involved and in extracting those kids if they have to witness these kind of fights. Yeah, I mean, that's what there is also a solution is which is called divorce court, which is where they are, it just on any they keep given dipping their toe in and then they pull and it they out. Pull it out. So okay, we are going to move on. Yes, uh, to, to Taylor Swift's romance, uh, sort of. Yes, um, the romance. Well, look, Taylor Swift was planning to be in Kansas City Monday night for Travis's game against the Eagles. And don't the Chiefs wish she was? Yeah, because they ended up losing. Uh, but look, Taylor was doing her day job, <laughs> um, the one that pays all the bills, and that is performing. She was in. Rio last night, this was the makeup concert for the show that was canceled on Saturday because of the high temperatures. So she performed last night and something really strange, visually at least, um, happened in that she had a, an issue with one of her shoes, or, um, these boots she was wearing, high heeled boots. And one of them broke. And the heel broke, so she took the boot off. And then she did something that has a lot of people comparing her to Barbie. <laughs> um, if you saw the Barbie movie, there's a whole thing about Margot Robbie keeping her her heels up when she takes her shoes off because the doll is posable. Keep going. <laughs> so watch Taylor's feet after her right foot. So she takes off the boot, throws it into the crowd, and still manages <laughs> to walk around as if she's still has a high heel on. That's not a comfortable thing to do. Well, not that I've really tried, but. <laughs> it certainly doesn't look very comfortable. Wow, that was a to walk on your toes. I got this is a loaded sentence there. <laughs> Why is it loaded, Harvey? What do you mean? I don't know. Look at her right foot. She's keeping her heel up as if she's. Why didn't she just take just the other? Take, I, exactly. I agree. The thing is, her costumes, you guys, are very intricate. I'm sure it probably would have taken her longer and paused the show longer just to take her entire shoe off. So all she did was break off the Louboutin heel and threw it to someone in the crowd because she was thinking of her fan. So her fan actually got to keep the Louboutin heel from Taylor Swift's concert, which is kind of cool. But I think she should be really lucky that the heel didn't like, like fly off and hit someone in the head in the front row. Yeah. 
yeah, you, you got to throw that very gently <laughs> out God, into the crowd. It feels so but, mercenary. I'm just wondering, but, what is that Nikki, heel worth? I, I know that I know what you're saying about the costume, but if she had taken off both boots, that costume doesn't suffer for her not having those boots on. No, it does. It's a whole outfit. It's a whole outfit. Do you know how long it probably takes her to come up, or her team to come up with these outfits? She's not taking anything off. Well, they should have come up with a stronger heel, is what I'm thinking. Well, I think she was just dancing <laughs> way too hard and performing way too hard. I am having an existential moment here. Mm -hmm. That um, Why are we talking about can a, we, a, a can, boot? Can we go to another element here? Because it's I'm having trouble. All right, we're going <laughs> to... What, what do you have I don't know. I'm just, I, it just sometimes this happens to me when we're talking about women's shoes, heels, and can we talk about like football what do you want to talk about? The more Taylor Swift stuff. Kansas talk about? City Chiefs last night. She was not at the game. The parents were <laughs> supposed to be meeting. Uh, Donna Kelsey now has security. She was at an event at Raising Cane's. I mean, all of these come back to Taylor Harvey. I don't know what else you want to talk about. How about but at least it's not shoes. How about them Eagles? How about them Eagles? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, listen, one of the Kelsey brothers, the family doesn't lose because Jason's team ended up winning. Travis, uh, I know he scored a touchdown, but he had this fumble. He had a bad drop, a couple of bad drops. So people are now saying that when Taylor Swift he's not isn't focused. there, he's not doing as well. He's not focused, man. Does he really, like, put it in high gear to impress his girlfriend when she's there? I mean, I, that's what people are saying. Or is he tired from traveling down to South America and back? And Everyone is attacking him for traveling during the off week and saying that he was tired when he got on the field. And then also he was talking to Taylor Swift, I think, before the game for like a half hour. So, yeah, I, I don't know. He Maybe he is just in love and feeling that. But uh, a lot of players are in love. They have wives. They have children. So I, I don't think we can use that as an excuse for are, him. Are people getting tired of this? A hundred percent. Interesting. Really? Tell me why. Um, I just think that it's run like the entire NFL like for the past few weeks and people who are really, really big sports fans are kind of just over always everything revolving around Taylor Swift. I mean, Travis Kelsey's brother, Jason, walked out onto the field with someone whose last name is also Swift on the Eagles and everyone was like, oh my God, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are walking out on the game. Like it just always comes back to her and I think they're over it. Francis from Yellowknife, Canada. And I wanted to comment on the uh, Taylor Swift's heel breaking on the concert. I've noticed that she's pretty dedicated to her Swifties, as my daughters are. They're gonna, she's, they're gonna see her in Toronto next year. But uh, luckily, it didn't happen on like a staircase or she tumbled off the stage. Right, stuff happens. We've seen her like play through storms and stuff. So good on her for not getting hurt and playing it out. Before you, <laughs> the show must go on. But we want your dog. Apparently, we want to see the dog to make sure the dog's okay. Because you put him oh, down. Yeah, oh. man. Well, listen. Oh no, he's here. Come here, Josh. This is we're dog friendly here. We love, I love my dog, yeah, there he is. Is that, French, is that a French bulldog? That is a Boston Terrier. Oh! Yeah, his name's uh, Chop Chop. Like, his, his legal name is Porkchop Thrasher. That's my, uh, that's my last name. Your last name so. is Porkchop? No, Thrasher. Oh. Thrasher's my last name. But his first name is Porkchop, so we call him Chop Chop. Oh, I got you. Four months old, Okay, yeah. I'm glad we cleared it up. Yes, very much. Okay, uh, we have... Love the uh, vintage uh, video game there, too. More heels coming up. Uh, <laughs> heels? The high heels Taylor thing. Well, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are getting back to their roots. And I don't mean back in England, um, but in Canada. You remember when they... Well, that's not his roots. Well, when they... Their roots as a couple, when they left... Their North American roots, I should say. When they left England... They went to Canada. Uh, that's where they first put down... For five minutes. <laughs> for, yes, for relatively five minutes. Lived in uh, British Columbia on Vancouver Island. Uh, well, they were back in Vancouver last night. 
uh, where Harry was actually following in the footsteps of his grandmother. Uh, 21 years ago, Queen Elizabeth was in Vancouver to drop the ceremonial first puck, and he did it last night um, for a Canucks game. You know what's really interesting? Listen to the applause. He's getting Please join yeah, Prince big Harry applause. For a ceremonial face-off. Yeah, that is interesting because they're polarizing in America, mm -hmm. but they but, love him. Hey, Canada is still a Commonwealth nation, uh, and it is British Columbia after all. But uh, yes, Megan was there also, and uh, after the ceremonial first puck, uh, they stayed and watched the game and were very much into it. Um, cheering, uh, the Canucks ended up winning, and um, a good time was had by all, it seems. Uh, yeah, so that shot of them uh, where they're celebrating, I can't tell if that was like after a goal was scored or if that was during yeah. like a kiss cam moment. If it's the former, the video's fine, they're just celebrating, no big deal. <laughs> if it's the latter, I think it is, and they didn't kiss, then that just kind of, to me, confirms that they're a little awkward in public still. I mean, well, either look, way, either way, the dance was a little awkward, but uh, yeah, it was it, a goal because when you, I heard the video this morning, you can hear the, um, you hear the horn going off like a goal had just been scored. So yeah, I mean, look, they went to a hockey game. It was cool to see them out in public. I guess at the end of the day, I'll repeat what I said about them maybe a few months ago. We don't care anymore. They need some new juice. Megan's got to get into politics. That's the latest speculation. Just do something new. Well, they, I, the I, reason I, they were up there is something old. I know which won't satisfy Fabian. Uh, but Harry's Invictus games are going to be played in Vancouver and uh, Whistler in, Van in and that, British and Columbia nice next year. And that's good and everything, but that right. too, we don't really care I, about. Anyway. I am, <laughs> you know what? I've changed my opinion about this whole thing. Mm -hmm. That I felt the same way. And in the last couple of weeks, I've kind of been looking at this, that she has put her toe back into the acting pond. Right. And and she she attended a, a, a Hollywood event, an entertainment event, She's made, she's suggested that she's going back into entertainment, you know, doing something not necessarily like Suits or anything like that, which, by the way, has become enormously popular, but maybe doing something that's got some social justice to it, but doing something in entertainment. And he is kind of retreating back into the whole charity thing. Right. So I think in a way they're resetting. And it may be they're not as visible as they were when they were on Before. Oprah, when they were writing the book, and but all they're of getting the other back stuff. to what they used to do. Hey, Christy, Orlando, Florida. I just have to say, it's an amazing surprise for Vancouver to have Prince Harry there to drop the puck in honor and memory of his amazing grandmother, Queen Elizabeth II. Yeah, they look happy. It was nice, and uh, and like you said, yes, he was doing it because uh, the Queen had done it, but also. It's a goodwill thing with the Invictus Games being played there. By the way, do they, always, next year. do they always put a carpet out there? Yes, they do for the ceremony ones because the ceremony would go to crap if the person's <laughs> out there slipping and sliding. But it's way more fun. It would, yes, it would uh, be more entertaining okay. for us. We are going to move on. Yes, to Elon Musk, who is not entertained at all. In fact, he's so angry, he's filed a huge lawsuit against a company called Media Matters, and he is accusing them of intentionally doctoring images from X, formerly Twitter, um, in order to sink his company. You may have heard that IBM uh, stopped advertising on X last week right. after Media Matters posted something saying, look, the, your IBM ads are running right next to anti-Semitic um, uh, tweets uh, that are being posted on this, on this platform. 
And IBM said, look, we don't want that at all. And they stopped advertising. Well, Elon Musk promised he would uh, sue Media Matters over that. And he has now filed it. And according to the suit anyway, he thinks that those images, that's not real. It didn't really occur that way on the platform, and which is why he's filed the lawsuit. You know, the weird thing, though, he, he embraced an incredibly anti-Semitic um, social right. media post himself. So the idea that he's saying, oh, well, this is not um, what X is and they manufactured it, that may be so. But the notion of anti-Semitism has no place in X, he's embraced it. So I don't get it. Well, well, this really hits his bottom line is the issue. A lot of advertisers fled and he's saying, look, what Media Matters did here was they cooked this whole thing. They created these accounts to manipulate my algorithm. They did it and tinkered with it until they got those side-by-side -side images, which don't happen for real users. And he's saying they're creating this misimpression that you're going to get advertisers next to neo-Nazis and it just doesn't happen on the platform unless you manipulate the algorithm. So what's his end game? I can, I, 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 I'm literally at a complete loss. I don't know what's going on with this guy. You know, is, you know, is he as anti-Semitic as I fear right now based on him embracing that tweet? Is he really serious about turning X around? Is he, you know, is he, has he become this kind of MAGA, you know, uh, stalwart. I, I don't know what his end game is. It, it's a really good question, right? Because it's the clash of his principles. He wants to be a free speech warrior, the champion of the First Amendment, but he's also a businessman at heart and he wants X to make money. So he's nervous about advertisers leaving and it's conflicting with his mission to make it uh, basically a hellhole where neo-Nazis can speak freely. But so that's Derek, clashing. Does he address the fact that in the lawsuit, obviously if he is such a, wants it to be this bastion of free speech, and we know that there are posts on there from neo-Nazis. There are posts that are clearly anti-Semitic, including the one he embraced. So those, it is possible that ads will end up running next to them. So I, don't, I know he's saying that Media Matters manipulated the, the algorithm to get this, these images. Those images could happen as long as those things are allowed on the site. Yeah, no, look, it's possible. And he's saying it's so exceedingly rare because I've created the guardrails that are necessary to keep the advertisers not next to the neo-Nazis. But Media Matters <laughs> is defending themselves. They're saying, look, this is not, we didn't cook these images. They're not Photoshopped. It did happen to at least these users on the site. And he has to sort of embrace that. He just says it's because they tinkered with it so much to get mm. this result. And it's not really what happens on the site. This is Michael Jenkins live in DC. I feel like this is just Elon Musk trying to distract us from what he did just, what, less than a week ago when he himself was liking anti-Semitic comments on his own platform. As I always say with Elon, it comes down to one thing. Just because you're a genius and you're very good in one area doesn't mean you're good in another. So yeah, he's great at Tesla. Yeah, he's been very good with SpaceX. But ultimately, when it comes to his own platform, he has been a failure. And he can't distract us anymore by suing everyone just because they say something that he doesn't like that contradicts his very own behaviors. President Biden uh, celebrated his 81st birthday yesterday. He is now officially the oldest president we've ever had. And it seems like there's an effort to lean into the fact that he is uh, 81 and not run away from it because check out the birthday celebration at the White House. It was not a three alarm fire, or at least one didn't break out. It looks like one is about to start based on the, <laughs> the photo. They, this is the official photo they put out. So they are, they did it as a joke. It's a joke, right? I mean, it's pointing out that he's that old. Um, it's interesting that they are leaning into it 
Well, when so many people are saying that's his Achilles heel. You, you say leaning into it, yet hours before, he tried referencing a uh, Taylor Swift concert and messed it and up and said, said Britney Spears. Spears so whether that. they're leaning in or not, it feels like they're whipsawing. Yeah, uh, well, maybe their Hail Mary is going to be social media because uh, President Biden, although he has said in the past that he would not, is opening a TikTok account and a Threads account. Uh, so is uh, Vice President Harris, also now has a Threads account. So. Maybe they feel like uh, social media is the thing that's going to help them get the <laughs> confidence of young voters again, because we've seen the polls, it's slipping. So is it gonna be enough? Um, well, let's bring in our good friend who is a tech reporter for the Washington Post, Taylor Lorenz. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Hey, Taylor. Thank you for having me. Taylor, I, I, look, you know, he is, if he is trying to lean in to young people, um, you just got to see the handwriting on the wall that young people, and you tell me if I'm wrong because I ain't a young person, but it, I, I follow what's going on, and it just seems to me that the age factor and just the visuals of Joe Biden um, almost make it a deal breaker, it seems, for an increasingly large number of young people. So how does jumping on TikTok, jumping on threads, or anything like that how can he win that back? I don't see him winning it back with a Threads account or TikTok. He can post all day long. The fact is that his policies are enormously unpopular with young people. He has, you know, failed to eliminate student debt. He has allowed, you know, all, basically, you know, pushed a lot of legislation that young people are really against. So he can TikTok all day. It doesn't matter. Young people will support an older candidate. I mean, a huge amount of young people, for instance, supported Bernie, who's very old himself. Sure, yeah. um, because they felt, you know, his policies aligned. Biden can't just ignore everything that Gen Z is asking for and then, you know, do a little dance on TikTok and think that that's going to win him the election. It actually is kind of uh, insulting in a way, right? That they almost feel like Manipulated. if they do something, yeah. if that they feel like if they do something humorous, the administration, like the, like the birthday cake photo, if they do something humorous, okay, we'll just make young people laugh and that's all that they care about. If they laugh, then they'll they'll support me. It, it, that's seems to be the tone of what they're doing, right? Yeah, it's just this gross dismissiveness of Gen Z voters and not taking their interests seriously. Young people care about things like climate change. You know, they have a very different perspective on the war that's happening right now. You know, they're very anti-war. Um, there's all these issues, student debt, health care, housing, the rising cost of living. And what are they doing? They're posting these silly memes. I, of course, that's not going to resonate. It's, it's actually just going to alienate young voters who feel like they're being trivialized. So explain then why Donald Trump is getting, it seems like getting more and more younger voters behind him. Because when you talk about climate change um, and you compare Biden and Trump, there's really no comparison. Um, and, you know, there are issues, as you say, that resonate with young people that Donald Trump is not behind, yet he's growing in popularity with them. Absolutely. I mean, I think, look, Trump's policies overwhelmingly do not align with young people. However, Trump is seen as very authentic. He speaks his mind. You know, there's all of these things that I do think people like. And also there's just the hatred of Joe Biden because they feel so kind of um, wronged. You know, I think I've talked to a lot of young voters and they say, 
um, you know, look, at least at least with Trump, we know what we're getting. Biden, on the other hand, promised all of these progressive changes and then flip flopped and enacted a lot of the same policies as Trump, especially in regards to the border wall, things like this. So, you know, I think it's you see a lot more people turning to the right. Taylor, when I was young um, and the Vietnam War was raging, um, young people um, were passionate um, for certain candidates. I was a huge supporter and worked, actually worked on the campaign, um, even when I was young, of Robert Kennedy. Yet I haven't seen any groundswell among young people the way I did back then or the way we even saw with Bernie Sanders. I've seen no groundswell for any particular person. Why is that? Well, I think we're in a position right now where there is no mainstream progressive left candidate. I mean, if you look at the political landscape, it's dominated by boomers. It's dominated by older people or maybe slightly younger people that really just you know, promote the boomer ideology. And so I think a lot of young people are so hungry for that candidate that resonates with them, but nobody's speaking to young people. People are dismissing them. I mean, look at what happens when some of these young climate activists get up and challenge the administration. They're dismissed, they're maligned. So I think it's hard. I think young people really want someone to rally around and the Democratic Party needs to make room for that next generation. They can't just have the same old establishment people that have been in power for so long clinging to power and expect that, you know, Gen Z is going to come out and vote for them. Oh, wow. That is, is what, powerful. And I got to say, you make a lot of sense. And it's a big problem that they, they need to address. The problem is, do they have enough time at this point right. to flip it around? And it seems like, you know, they're running out. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they don't have much time, so they better get it together soon, you know, and I don't think signing up for TikTok is going to solve these tough problems. Does not seem or to burning, be down, burning down the house, burning down the house with, right. with a birthday cake. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, happy Taylor. Happy Thanksgiving, Taylor. You and too. by the way, check it. Or you, I see on your uh, shelf behind you your, uh, your latest book, Extremely Online, The Untold Story of Fame, Influence, and Power on the Internet. Yeah, holiday shopping's coming up, just saying. There's a little idea for you. Thank you, Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. Okay, we got to take a break. All right, when we come back, ASAP Rocky's trial for allegedly shooting a, another member of the ASAP mob. Tough day in court for ASAP because uh, prosecutors say they have video that shows him with a gun in hand moments before the shooting took place. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, ASAP Rocky is in the middle of a pretrial hearing, although I think it may have wrapped up. Preliminary yesterday. hearing. Yes, a preliminary hearing. The actual trial is now set to begin in January. Which means they held him to answer. That's pretty routine. It means that the judge heard the evidence uh, that the prosecution put on, felt there was enough to take it to trial. Right, well, and <laughs> there's quite obviously enough based on what the prosecutors played in court yesterday, um, a video, a surveillance video, that they say shows ASAP Rocky with a firearm in his hand 
just moments before the shooting took place. He is accused of shooting ASAP Relly, another member of the ASAP mob. They got into an altercation, verbal at first, then physical. And during that you altercation, see the gun. you see a gun in his hand. They also played another video where you don't see the gun being fired, but you can hear gunshots being Right, you yeah. can hear the gunshots. You hear it. So that Obviously is- Obviously they have time uh, codes on both of those videos, uh, and it was moments before- That's pretty powerful evidence to have yeah. that video. Yeah, I mean, the video and the stills and now the audio. So what he's gonna be facing is uh, two, two counts of, uh, it's first degree assault with a firearm. So that's what the judge decided. Look, it's gonna go to trial. It'll be uh, having to, to face those, but ASAP really hasn't said anything throughout this process. I mean, even in the beginning, there was a lawsuit, remember, before this kind of went criminal. Um, so it's interesting to hear his side, if he'll take the stand, but the evidence that we've seen laid out is pretty damning. Well, his lawyer is at speak. <laughs> yes, uh, ASAP's lawyer, Joe Tacopina, uh, spoke outside court after the preliminary hearing. Joe, are you disappointed this is going to trial? No, no. <laughs> the judge just said this is, there's a scintilla of evidence required. Trial's gonna be very different, obviously, because will be some evidence that um, is going to be insurmountable. Um, the witness is not going to be able to withstand cross examination in front of the jury. And uh, we have a lot of evidence that's going to be un unveiled at trial. Do you feel like you, your, your client was, was set up to some degree? It seems like that's what you're indicating. Is that part of your, your defense? Is, well, yeah. The last question I asked this witness, guys, you'll remember this rally was, uh, did you ever ask Rocky or any of his associates for millions of dollars to make the criminal case go away. He swore under oath, no, he did not. Uh, that's not gonna vote well for him at trial. Pretty clear he's got something, um, whether it's texts or emails or something, right. that he says will blow that out of the water. And remember, all ASAP has to do is prove reasonable doubt. Right. And if the jury has issues with the credibility of the chief witness, um, that seems to be where Joe Tacopina is going. Yeah. Can I tell you what really struck me about this? Um, Rihanna was in that same courtroom um, when Chris Brown uh, right. was facing trial. Same so courthouse. We same, don't know the same, same courthouse, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, that's gotta be tough. Yeah, that's and, gotta be tough. And, and I wouldn't, I guess I would, I think I would be surprised if once the trial begins that she actually is there. I just Wait a minute, like, you would be surprised if she if was she there? she is there. Oh, I she like, will absolutely be there. You think so? There is so much goodwill. I mean, look, you gotta, it does, no, I, I agree, there is goodwill, but there is also, like you said, some bad, bad oh, you know, feelings for her it's gonna to feel, go in there. It's gonna feel real bad, but she can be a, an absolute secret weapon for him sitting in, right. sitting in the gallery there. No, Ab I agree, absolutely. Absolute secret weapon. And it matters. I mean, people don't think it matters. It matters, because remember too, they have kids, um, the jury's going to be thinking it about that. They're going to be them a much softer view of him if she's there. Uh, absolutely. My name is Don. I'm calling from Chicago. Um, I think ASAP he's innocent until proven guilty. I don't think there's enough evidence for it to stick. I think he's going to be okay over the whole thing um, once everything blows over. But as long as he doesn't say anything and just keeps his mouth shut, I think his lawyers and his team is going to make sure everything is good yep. for him. We will see. I, he's not going to. He is not going to testify. I just no. Cannot have no, 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 no. Okay, we're gonna move on. Yes, uh, to um, one of the nice guys in Hollywood. When we always talk about Hollywood nice guys, two people always come to Henry mind. Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler, Wayne Brady. Yep. And yet somebody pushed Wayne Brady to the point 
that there was a physical altercation, a fight, uh, on the side of PCH. Um, this happened after a car accident. Uh, Wayne Brady was driving on PCH um, earlier this week when, uh, I believe it was on Monday. Sunday uh, night. Sunday night. And, um, and someone hit him. He stops, gets out of the car to speak to the other driver, and that's when things blew up. Yeah, so uh, this 51-year-old driver got into a heated argument with Wayne. Um, it apparently got physical. The guy then got back into his car, took off down PCH. Wayne actually was the one who then called 911. They ended up, cops ended up finding uh, the guy further down on PCH. So he ended up getting arrested, not only for a DUI, but hit for run. the hit and run and also for battery. For battery, for really? battery. So the the actual fight, and I imagine from Devin, there were other people. It wasn't just the two of them, right? There were other witnesses there from the, the way it was described to us. Yes, I believe there were some other witnesses as well. And uh, yeah, uh, lucky for Wayne, you know, he's going to be fine. He was he was to, he hurt? No, so he did have to go to the hospital. Uh, we're told that he was a little banged up, but but basically he's going to be completely fine. But yeah, I mean, I would love to know uh, from Wayne really what the argument was over. Like, was the guy blaming him for hitting him? I, it's just a very was it Was it a rear-end collision? What, what, what was it? That, that, that I don't know. You know. But you know who this has not happened to on Pacific Coast Highway? I don't, I don't like where Henry Winkler. Oh, it has not happened, yes. And we'd like to keep it that way. Yes. yes. Emotions usually run high during an accident, and then it's a DUI. Uh, I doubt this skirmish could ever tarnish Wayne Brady's good guy image. A Frontier Airlines flight turned into a, a sequel of The Exorcist, or at least one passenger on board thought that's what was going on when she observed another passenger completely losing it, melting down, but screaming. Really melting down. Screaming, yeah. yelling, crawling over seats. Um, watch this bizarre. This was a flight from Houston to Denver. They ended up having to make an emergency landing in Dallas, uh, so they didn't get very far when all of this chaos started. If you're afraid of flying, the sermon breaks out. Oh my God! By the way, that woman who was who was preaching there was earlier in the video. Seemed like she was trying to get involved. I don't know if she was gonna lay hands on the passenger who was losing it. You know, guys, guys, we've seen some crazy plane fights in our day. We've seen screaming matches. We've seen people throw punches at each other. I don't think I've ever seen someone climb on top of the seats and crawl through the cabin. Uh, this woman was clearly uh, not well. And when the flight landed in Dallas, police immediately came on to the plane and escorted her out. Do we have any idea? I mean, was it that she was afraid of flying and freaked out or just had an episode? I think we need to have a psychological 
medical experiment on why so many people are losing their minds on planes. It seems like every couple months we see a video like this. It just doesn't make sense. It's actually every seems like every couple of weeks. Yeah. And why is it Frontier? I mean, it's not always Frontier, but we've spirit, seen a few. But, but I mean, if this is a mental health issue, Frontier and Spirit don't have, have a lock on those. It. Yeah, they don't right. have a lock on that. And what about everyone else who's just a bystander witnessing this? What is the proper protocol? No, here? the I proper like protocol no is put your head down, turn up your <laughs> turn up your headphones, get the noise canceling going. Do not get involved. I, I think it's terrifying, though. I mean, I, for for a, a Joe Blow sitting in a seat. And all of a sudden, seeing this kind of pandemonium? No, and, and actually, I should it's say, terrifying. what I was saying was that that was the way I always viewed it when I was on a New York City subway and someone started losing. It's like, just but don't this, make eye contact. I know, but this, but is, this different. is different because you're in the, you're air. In the air. You're right. You're in it, the air and it's... I mean, I've flown for decades and until, what, four or five years ago, I didn't really see this. Yeah. And we didn't cover this. And it's just happening well, all... Also, again, there's more video now. I do agree it's happening more because we would have, even though there wasn't video, you would have heard about it. There was video. I mean, people have had cell phones for 20 years. We didn't see this until three, four, five years ago. It's something is in the, I think I you're forgetting. Say, I think you're for something in the air. I, I stopped, oh, boy. I stopped. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brittany and I am in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I agree, these breakdowns on the planes are happening way too often. That lady was definitely going through it. Had I been on the plane, I would have definitely told her to sit down and shut up. I know the devil has to get frequent flyer miles too, but this is crazy. Like, he should have been on Spirit Airlines if she wanted to be possessed that day. I'm just trying to get to my destination safely, and she's not making this possible at all. I get it. But you're I want to be very clear. That feel, I feel like there's been some, <laughs> some negative things said about Spirit Airlines here, uh, and... Frontier Airlines, they have no That looked like a nice plane. By the way, it looked like a nice plane. They are nice planes. They're the same planes that any other airline flies. I, I don't get it. I think this qualifies as blackish. Um, <laughs> this new couple. What, what are you looking off for? Are you I'm acting not, like you're not part of this? I'm not saying nothing. You're not saying <laughs> uh, Padma Lakshmi. Uh, has a new relationship, evidently, uh, and I say evidently because of these photos we got of her with Kenya Barris. Well, she's holding the, hands with him. And the I'm thinking, creator of uh, Blackish. Mixed-ish as mixed well, dish. so it's getting more yes. of a mixed-ish It's couple, also mixed-ish, uh, yes. When the Top Chef Queen and the Blackish or Mixed-ish King come together, <laughs> I am so here for this. I love Top Chef, I love Padma, I love Blackish, I love Kenya. Personally, I think they're gonna be such a great couple if they get to that yeah, point where they become- Slow it down. No, oh, not if they're holding hands it in public. Like if you're holding hands in public, so, yeah, you're not ready to slow no, it down. So we spoke but, oh, by, by the way, oh, hold on, hold on. Go back, go back, no, go back, no, no, go back. No, no, back. Go back to the picture. What are you so? She's even color coordinating with him. Look at the orange. And they're, on top of that, look at together. that big jacket. No, like, no, he, he no. His jacket is orange. That is like a rose oh, no. champagne a sort of mauve. scarf. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, we actually spoke to some people close to Padma. What we've heard is they actually met while they were working on a project. Um, this is very early days is the way it was described. They're just seeing how things go. So. Slow down, Tawanda. We'll see if they get to that point. Hi, I'm Stephanie from Connecticut. These two look super cute together, and they're like super fresh the way that they're dressing. Plus, you know, strolling through New York City together is very romantic. I hope it works out for them. Yeah, me too. They're actually they're a really good couple. 
Do you want to say it once? Do you want to say blackish? I, I'm not afraid to say. You looked all afraid as soon as I said it. You're like, what else do you guys want to talk about? Hey, this is Toria in Detroit, and I want to talk about Harry and Megan. They look so good together. They look like they have fun and actually love each other, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's so exciting to see this and to know that they're doing something good. He's out there promoting the Invictus Games. Like, that is a staple that he's Which is created. a great it's event. Great. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, there's a reset. Tide might be turning. There is a reset. I'm, right. I'm feeling it. Uh, one more. Uh, my name is Real. I'm from Chicago. And I just feel like Taylor Swift, like, she a good entertainer because my thing is, like, even with the shoe situation, like, she kept going. Like, she a legend. So it's like sometimes, like, stuff happens to, like, celebrities. They got to keep going on stage, and they got to do what they got to do for their fans. Yeah. Well, I was kind of hoping we wouldn't yeah. have to talk about high heels yeah, and there. <laughs> However, I had to bring it back. As long as we're talking, um, what's the weather like in Chicago? I hear there's a huge storm. Yeah, a lot of flights kind of like getting canceled right now, oh so it's like it's kind of acting up oh with boy. the flight. I could be I could be a meteor week. meteorologist. I've always kind of wanted to like do one weather cast please, in my lifetime. Please don't. Uh, we're gonna take well, a break. You know, Reagan. Let's get a weather board in here, and we'll have Harvey <laughs> do weather one day. All right? Yeah, it's make his dreams come true. Seventy-one degrees. <laughs> Back to you, Charles. <laughs> Post Malone is down, uh, way down under. Is that what they call it? Like, Australia's down under. New Zealand has to be way down, way down under, under, right? <laughs> um, but yes, he's in New Zealand. But before his show, he stopped into a little Irish pub in Auckland. This is so cool. And if you're Post Malone, I guess everyone is always going to say, get on stage. Get and on so stage. you're in New Zealand, and all of a sudden, Post Malone walks in, and he says, can I join you? I mean, that's so cool. Not his band, by the way. That's the band that was playing there. He just decided, uh, yeah, I want to correct you on something. You said earlier that there were two people that are just the nicest people in Hollywood. You said Henry Winkler and Wayne Brady. Mm-hmm. Post Malone is one of them. He's third. I gave you the opportunity to say, I said, when we mention it, don't, don't put that on me. You're guilty of it also. Him. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>